2: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Hey, everybody, before you get to your show, it's DJ and Bucky here with Move the Sticks to tell you what's coming up on our latest episode. DJ and I are going to break down the top 50 list that we both are producing prior to the combine, some interesting conversations about some of the top prospects. Check it out, Move the Sticks podcast, NFL.com slash podcast, iTunes, or YouTube. The Around the NFL podcast knows what cosplay is.
3: (laughs)
4: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Colleen Wolf, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and girl? Hi. Colleen, thank you for coming in on short notice. Look at this. Uh, You know, the picture of femininity in your pink zip-up hoodie
2: It's a hot pink sweatshirt. What's the big deal?
4: Don't be weird, Dan. I can't <laughs> help it. This is the second is second time you've talked about it. I am who I am. Um Mark <laughs> Mark called in uh sick today. Uh big weekend for Mark and uh not feeling too well after some Chinese food. I didn't think we're that's what we're working off right now.
2: Wow, I had no idea. I don't think
4: it has to I mean I don't know if it has to do with Chinese
5: food. I got it, we got a couple emails late night uh, that he was not feeling well.
4: So hope hopefully Mark gets better and we see him because, you know, what? we need him to get better because uh, this time tomorrow uh, we will be either in transit or in Indianapolis for the 2015 NFL scouting combine. Colleen, you are going as well. Correct?
2: Yeah, I think we're all on the same flight. Oh, fun. Yeah. Detroit,
4: Detroit. Connect. What? It will be my first time ever in Detroit. Actually. Me too. Does but, it count when no, it's a it connecting flight? Count. I don't. It think. doesn't count. Oh, um, so this will be, and as we said, the first, um, the first time the entire around the NFL team, um, the writing team that is uh, the four of us that typically do the show. And, of course, Kevin Patcher, our Chicago correspondent, and Connor Orr, our New Jersey correspondent. And speaking of Connor Orr, later today, going to get him on the phone. He's going to give us a little flavor of Indianapolis, former beat writer. Uh, so he's uh, a lot of knowledge. Uh, he's kind of a Renaissance man as we know, uh, Connor Orr. And he has a lot of knowledge of Indianapolis, which I learned last year. So he, we're gonna have a little uh, indie preview and also a major announcement.
2: Whoa. Connor
4: wow. Orr, major announcement. Whoa. You thought you thought Bill Simmons announcing uh, the ringer was big? <laughs> Got a beat.
5: Can you say that?
4: I don't think so. Uh also on today's show, so Connor will be here. Uh we will Um, talk a little combine preview. So we're getting a little Indianapolis preview, but an actual scouting combine preview, some storylines to watch. One of the fun things about this event uh, is that we actually are part of the press conferences. We all, um, um, you know, divvy up all the GMs and coaches, And, uh, you know, we ask questions uh, if we're feeling properly motivated and we're involved. (laughs) So we're going to talk about those press conferences because a lot of news comes out of the pressers, uh, both at the podium and then on on little Greg, as you know, the side areas where a lot of the gold is.
5: Oh, yeah. Little extra talk, like extra GM talk. You got you to gotta yeah. angle. You got to use your elbows. This is a good spot to be small in, I feel like. I can mm. s- fit through small crevices.
4: This would be big for you.
2: Yeah, Greg, you and I covered them last year here. We just that's watched right. them. They were live-streamed. Yeah. And, and I found that some was old easier. notes from there. Oh, you, oh, oh, let's get into
4: that a little bit later Yeah. As well. And that's why also, Greg, whenever he's in <laughs> Indiana, uh-uh. they call him elbow grease. Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh, elbow grease. <laughs>
4: Which reminds me, actually, of a prominent uh, (laughs) New York uh, columnist that I bumped into at the Combine last year, and he introduced me to a major ESPN insider as this is the funniest guy that you've never heard of in the industry. I was like, oh, is that that a compliment or was (laughs) that a shot? That's awful. It's definitely a backhanded.
5: That's a definition of a backhanded compliment. I think it was.
4: Uh, So we got, yes, we're going to (laughs) talk Combine. humble brag. Also, yes, it covers all the bases. Uh, Talk to Connor. And, of course, as we do every uh, show, we will do the news. And to do that, she is uh, one of the best producers in the game right now. Certainly, I mean, when they – we're talking downstairs today about the Mount Rushmore of Weird Al Yankovic singles. When you talk about the Mount Rushmore of producers for Around the NFL, there is no doubt that Sydney is on Mount Rushmore. Oh, thanks, Dan. Well, Greg, Greg, pausing as if I know, not I was. Sure. Just,
2: I was no, I, just I think that's damning
5: with faint praise. She's number one. Oh wow! Sorry, sorry everyone else. Uh, that's
4: very nice of you to say. I mean, seriously, Everyone, thanks, there's guys. a lot of people have worked hard behind the scenes over the years that so we've been doing this pod. But Sydney absolutely has a place in that conversation. Absolutely, filling the love. Let's do some news, Ed. All
6: right. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish.
4: <laughs> but Beyonce
6: had one of the best videos of all time.
4: West, do you have any uh, of course it was Kanye West from his infamous uh, Taylor Swift uh, VMA uh, situation a few years back. Uh, and maybe Greg will talk a little bit about the new um, Yeezy album, but I would like West uh, to hear from you. I know you had some harsh words about Kanye. You've had some time to reflect. Have you have you changed your mind in the last few days after absorbing the new uh, Pablo album?
6: No, I went and listened to that Ultra Beam Light Show or Saber <laughs> thing, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, not I did not approve. It doesn't it didn't do anything for me. Okay, Colleen, are you a Kanye fan?
2: I like his music.
4: Okay,
6: yeah, that's
2: all oh, you gotta like. That's, that's all, all you gotta about. like. He's that was sort of what I said. Like becoming a tragic figure, though.
4: All right, you're becoming a tragic figure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> Uh, with some news that broke late last week, the St. Louis Rams have a lot of work uh, to do as they move to Los Angeles, of course, and, and try to become a team that wins nine or 10 games for Christ's sake. Uh, but they made some big, big moves. Uh, they released Chris Long, pass rusher, James Laurinaitis, a linebacker and tight end, Jared cook all on the same day. Uh, these are all prominent guys on their team. Uh, This was a Rams team, Greg, that has a lot of cap room. Even if they kept these guys, they were going to have some okay cap room. So you can't just say it was purely for salary reasons. This seems like a team that is looking to kind of remake the core and the face of it. That's how I read into that. Am I wrong? Well, you have to – Take each one of these players
5: separately, and I heard some people say, "Well, how are they gonna replace these guys from from last year's team?" It's not gonna be hard. James Laurinaitis was one of the least effective inside linebackers in the league. That that's just a guy who's getting paid like a good, a solid starter who's not playing like it. Jared Cook, I I went on this podcast and said many times, "What does this guy have to do to get benched?" That like mm, he was killing true. the Rams week after week, making big money. I mean, he disappointed Jeff Fisher in two cities, so that's two cuts. I think that were pretty easy. Uh, at least Laurinaitis, it surprised me, but, but I think that's one that it was smart to do. Chris Long's a little different because when he's been healthy, he's a great player, but he was due $14 million. He hasn't been healthy for two years. He has four sacks over the last two years, and that's just not how the NFL works. You're going to get cut.
2: Yeah, I feel like they're sort of shedding their skin. At this, like, you know how, you, I don't know, what, what, what is that animal or insect? Snake? What, a snake? I guess, yeah. You shed it. You leave it behind. Yes, a, a snake a sheds
4: s- its skin.
5: Yes.
2: Right, okay. Well, I think there's some others, though, too. Whatever, Dan. Listen.
5: That was just,
4: like, turkey. You would have gotten <laughs>
2: along with that. <laughs> turkey. But
4: Humans do, too, actually. It's really gross if you ever do any research on it.
2: That's that. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm completely thrown off. But I'm hey, sorry, listen, maybe Chris Long will end up in Dallas. Who knows?
4: Is that where? you, you Well, they do. They're going to need some pass rushers in Dallas. Yeah, with some news a little later about a suspension, and mm-hmm. I don't think Mr. Hardy's Rick going
2: Hardy Greg Hardy, yeah, probably not. So I could see him maybe fitting in there. I mean, all of the. Do reason- you want
4: to volunteer to do the Chris
5: Long landing spots? article? <laughs> sure, Ooh. I would you absolutely I mean? do that. You put one. the Cowboys number one. It's going
6: to be a metrics goldmine.
4: Okay. honey Fox has yet to do it around the n f l post
2: maybe that's way my way first
5: one. No, yeah. a weird way to start. I think <laughs> Lauren niidas
6: <laughs> lost his place in that organization when they realized they could move a safety like mike uh Mark Barron to linebacker and he would make way more plays than Lara yeah i mean the these to me the Rams.
5: They have a lot of room. They've got some talent. They're pretty much in the exact same situation they are always are in. That's why I'm tired of talking them. Except they're here, and they're going to be Chris Wesseling's new favorite team. The uh, how about that? Ooh. The
6: rest of us were tired of talking about the Rams earlier this year. Well, I mistakenly decided to
5: back them uh, mm. as a, a surprise mm-hmm. playoff team, so I had to stick with that for a while. How about that, was? <laughs>
6: About the Rams
4: how, becoming my team. I mean, team. we say it in a cutesy way, like, oh, Wes will pick the Rams. But how, how serious is that? How realistic a possibility is it that after you retired from being a Bengals fan years later and now a football pundit for the NFL, you actually become a fan of the Rams? It's
6: probably not going to happen. I like their history in L.A. I'm very appreciative of that. But I don't think that you can I, – I don't know. I love the Bengals. That was my team. I don't think I can just jump into bed with another team.
2: Will you ever be a fan again?
6: Probably not of an NFL team.
2: That's sad. There's
4: something sad about this conversation.
6: <laughs> I think something.
5: I blame Mike Brown. I think it could change. I think they're gonna have to get rid of Jeff Fisher. They're gonna have to change things. But the LA Rams, I think, I, the fact that Wes is even open opened the door already a little bit right off the bat, even well before they move into their new stadium. I think that's saying he, he's, he's open well, for love. he his, his heart is open
6: right this now. This is really on the NFL because the big factor is whether I ever make enough money to live in Los Angeles long term.
5: Whoa! Mm. Always bringing it back to that.
4: Wes, you're a man with uh, one eye on the professional football world and the other eye on your bank account. And I can't My bank
6: account ceased to exist about three weeks ago.
4: Um, you also have... That is Wes's now daily financial gripe. We got to get this sponsored, Greg. You're gonna have to talk to it's Wes. It's about
2: me.
5: Well, we did. We clearly, you didn't use Scott Trade enough. I'm sorry
2: to hear about Scott, Scott by Trade. The way. Cannot
6: do anything with someone who has zero dollars to his name.
4: Um. So yeah, maybe what Wes is, and we had a nice night out on Friday uh, with Wes's new companion. Uh, perhaps he's thinking about taking Companion. taking his uh what do I have a midget and His his child <laughs> I don't think that's the well. right word. Short person. <laughs> um taking your own children to a, a football game and maybe that's what you're thinking. Even without it, it's not like it's kinda on a subconscious level. She's tall though. Hey by the way. Pa, can we go? She's
6: five six, but she was wearing heels. Mm. So she was the same size as me that night.
4: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Heath Miller uh, played 11 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers and was blessed to play all 11 years with Ben Roethlisberger. They were a great team. Uh, Heath Miller was a nice receiving tight end. In fact, I think he's like number two in almost all relevant receiving records uh, in the franchise's history, but also was a good blocker. You know, a nice, what do they, what do they call those guys, lunch pail type player? <laughs> stupid that they say that, but he was a lunch pail type guy. He's you, done. You're the one saying it. I'm saying people call a player like Heath Miller a real lunch pail guy and he's gritty. Why do you Things not like, like that? that. Ah, it just kind of played out. Uh,
2: what, he, what do you think the new term should be? Though?
5: Oh, He's going to put on his hard hat and, and go do an honest day's work. That's like, well, he's not as talented as the you other. Guys but it doesn't
4: talk. make sense for Heath Miller because Heath Miller is wildly talented. Heath Miller is done. That's also what we need to know. He has announced his retirement. The Steelers made it official on Friday. Uh, only tw- and this is from Connors write right up. Only twelve tight ends in league history with more than six thousand receiving yards, and Miller is one of them. Only missed eight games in his eleven years. And um, I was working a Saturday morning shift. Those are always fun in February. And uh, some you're digging for news, trying to find something. Found an interesting uh, Ben Roethlisberger story in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, where he he told he said that. Heath Miller, guys, was his favorite teammate of all time, and all eleven years that he played with Heath Miller, he voted him as the team MVP every year. That's how much mm. he thought of Heath really? Miller.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow! It's sad they're not going to be together anymore.
4: It's another item that the Steelers are going to have to
6: shop for this offseason—a new tight end, because that's like you said—if if, if he's—if Ben Roethlisberger's voting him the MVP every year, that's pretty high praise.
2: What? You're not into Jesse James?
6: Jesse James. I kind of like him, but I don't know if he's ready to step into Heath Miller. Are, yeah. are
5: Steelers fans going to still yell Heath when any white guy catches the ball? Now, even <laughs> like because Heath Miller was oh, if the guy's name is Heath, <laughs> Heath Miller man. was literally not active. Right. Am I right? Am I right about this for the game against the Broncos? And they had fans in the crowd in Denver who had traveled. <laughs> Chanting Heath oh my God. when Jesse, James, when Jesse James caught the pass. I mean, they were doing that all the time in Pittsburgh uh, when Jesse James would call the pass, catch a pass, which, you know, was already annoying enough. But I believe Heath Miller was not even in the game or, and he was getting
4: the card. Sometimes a player really <laughs> connects with the fan base to the point where it's like sneaky annoying. And That would be probably the case with Heath Miller. Like, I mean, we don't need to be cheering Heath when the other tight end catches a ball when he's on the sideline.
6: Like the Packers fans cheering Kuhn when Aaron Ripkowski catches a pass. <laughs> yeah, that's
5: pretty. That's pretty much it. Uh, exactly. Miller, though, was a a great player. I mean, he was a top five tight end for a good chunk of his, his career. I think, in terms of you know the blocking every down, he obviously was a leader. Uh, smart guy, e- everything that you would want about him, tough. And he was a good receiver. People don't think of him as a receiver. He's getting 500 to 800, 900 yards a year at a time early in his career when not everyone was getting that. He was he was a top five, six, seven
4: overall receiver.
2: Yeah, only 10. three people now on that team have two Super Bowl rings.
6: Hmm.
4: He's going into the ring of honor. He's got two rings, been to three Super Bowl, but he's not a Hall of Famer. No. Got a couple. Nah, of I just want That is not meant to denigrate Heath Miller's contributions to professional football. Just checking it. Heat check. Heath Miller. Heat check. <laughs> That's all. He's always
5: talked up as a as a run as a good run blocker and blocking guy. Although he he, he kind of came at, at the same time as Jason Witten and has basically been outshined mm. in a similar role by Jason Witten. As a career. lunch pail white. I, I always I was gonna I was going more like the you know <laughs> ver, you know blocking. And receiving?
2: When I first started working the here numbers. and I would okay. do segments with Heath Evans, I would constantly call him Heath Miller by accident and we would Ooh. have to break and start over again. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. Yeah.
4: Um, you know who also should be embarrassed? Randy Gregory, guys. Yeah. Because the Dallas Cowboys... Uh, They used a second round pick on Gregory uh, last year. He had some issues with substance abuse in college, uh, but they thought they could coach him up both on and off the field, but it uh, blew up in their face a little bit last week. The NFL announced that Gregory has been suspended without pay for the first four games of the 2016 season for violating the NFL policy and program for substances of of abuse. Uh, He can participate in all the offseason, preseason practices and games, but He's out for a quarter of the season. That's a long time in the NFL. It's not a long season, as we know, boys and girl. Uh, But a decent rookie year, right? But not something that blows you away. And now he's out the door. And, and, you know, Greg Hardy, probably out the door. All of a sudden, Dallas has an issue on their defensive line. Wait, he's out the door? Randy Gregory? Oh, excuse me. For four games?
2: Well, another failed test, though, and that'll be ten games.
5: Right? And this is a guy who failed his test at the combine, at the combine, he's bad sign. We he, he broke the story, I believe, admitting it to our Kimberly Jones last year. So that's a bad sign. When you when you fail a drug test at the combine, when you know this place is coming, it's basically a stupidity test. I mean that that's what a lot of people talk about. It's a stupidity or addiction test, if you want to call it that that you know this is coming for months and months as the biggest job interview you're going to have and that they're going to drug test at the commune, and you're not smart enough to just figure out how to pass these tests, which are you know, apparently very easy to pass. Rap reported
4: that this suspension means Gregory has failed four tests now. Right, because maroon. It's,
2: it's clearly an issue. It's a problem. It, it's definitely an addiction thing. And I mean, you do look at guys though, like Von Miller, who they've ha- he had a problem in his past, and it, this is he goes from he's Super Bowl MVP, and I, I mean, if you look at what he was doing before the 2013 season, he was facing, I think, what six games, yeah, right. and it could have easily been more than that.
4: Greg has some empathy. I can hear by your tone. You don't care about Randy Gregory. He's it's, it's got problems. That's his problem. You know, come on. What are you
5: talking about? <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm saying the Cowboys took a risk oh. when they signed him. He was the number 60 pick in the draft. They took a risk when they signed Greg Hardy. They take a lot of risks. And I, I don't think they're happy with the Hardy one. Stephen Jones came out and said, you know, he's not happy with Gregory it, it, Time will tell if he turns out to be a good pick, though. He wasn't bad as a rookie when he
6: played.
4: He was are solid. You, I'm sorry, Greg.
6: Are you hinting or suggesting that the Cowboys might be open to changing their philosophy?
4: No, I don't think they ever do that. They like the flash and the sizzle. Uh, in other news, the New York Jets, my favorite football team, are moving on from Antonio Cromartie. After one year, this was, of course, Cromartie's return engagement. In New York, uh, he previously had some nice seasons under Rex Ryan. They brought him back, uh, of course, as we know. We brought they brought back Darrell Revis as well. It was supposed to be, uh, you know, the, the tag team back and locking down uh, wide receivers, but it didn't quite work out that way. We know that Revis had some problems this past year, but still was very good on balance. But Antonio Cromartie was clearly a guy in decline. Um, especially early on. He he finished a little better, but he had some really rough moments in the first eight to ten games, I'd say. Uh, and the decision was made with his 32nd birthday on the way to move on. It saves him $8 million in salary cap space, no dead money. So Big Mac knew what he was doing here. Essentially, it was a four-year, 32 thirty-two. This is why contracts, we should keep in mind how silly they are in the NFL. Signed a four-year, $32 million contract 12 months ago. It really was a one-year, one $7 million deal from already gone.
2: And they have so much depth there, too. So, I mean, they have Revis. They have Buster Screen, who ended up being a really good player. I for mean, I
4: wouldn't them. say they have a ton
2: of depth, but they're okay. They're not like yeah. the Eagles.
4: Yeah. Marcus Williams was
5: pretty good, wasn't he? He was very good, mm-hmm. yeah. So, between the three uh-huh. of them, that's a that's a better top three cornerbacks than they 20 teams out there. Did right? you say, say D, Milner? D. Milner? D. Milner. D. Mm-hmm. Milner is going to make that contribution Whoa. sooner rather
1: than later, Greg. Making the lease.
6: Greg and I were debating whether Antonio Cromarty will even be on our top 101 free agents list. Mm, 32 years old, got burnt way too much last year, and has never been a good tackler. Well, and it's never been consistent. Dominique Rogers Cromarty has been a little like this, too.
5: Antonio Cromartie has had huge ups and downs in his career. He is either a huge liability or he's a really good player. It seems like there's, there's very little in between. And I got to give credit, and I was thinking about it because I tweeted about that too, about Mike McCagnin. Mike McCagnin's so smart. Everyone's giving him credit for signing such a smart contract that there's no dead money uh, on the deal this year. He, he's getting credit for a terrible signing. That's that's when you know he's a good GM. Yeah. Because I, I sent the tweet out, too. I was like, oh, that was a good job by them. They avoided any pain. Well, it was a terrible signing. Well, this end. is what I'll say. He hurt them. Well, Maybe if they spent $8 million better, they make the playoffs.
4: He wasn't – I mean, he was not good. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to call him an outright disaster because he did still start 16 games. And he, he was – I think he'll catch on somewhere. But you're right about it. He's not a tackler. And he was a guy. He's a big lanky guy whose game was built on speed, and now he's losing a little speed. I could see him slipping off that 101. But if Mike Vick's on there at 101. Guys, we got to get. Wow, oh, that really? was last
5: year. Oh, we need
4: that. a new Vick. Well, we thought
5: we, we came up with one. I thought All right, we've got some. We, there's some negotiations. Some we like to put one guy at the end that just stays, despite it not making any sense, <laughs> stays at 101. And just because it's a nice name and you just like them there as anchor, I think Percy Harvin is an option this year.
4: Oh. Wow, oh, what oh. a stunning fall. That would be, He was almost on Wes's top 20 wide receivers like three months ago.
5: Well, times right? have changed.
4: It was more than
6: three really?
5: months ago. Whenever you liked Percy Harvin, that would have been a year ago, right? No, no I,
6: I included him on honorable mention. He started out, uh, I mean, it's easy to forget, but he had a really good September and early October
4: this mm-hmm. last year for the Bills. We're off the tracks a little bit, but I do want to say I'm very excited about the scientists, uh, Wes and Greg, going into the lab and coming out with the top 101 free agents. First one coming up later this week. Greg is actually looks like a guy losing sleep over it because <laughs> there's so many little permutations <laughs> and outside <laughs> factors that make you worried that the initial list is going to be crappy. But don't get too caught up in that. We all get well, that. you know, when
5: you're trying to evaluate whether to rank Brandon Brooks or uh, I don't know. J.R. Sweezy. J.R. Sweezy. <laughs> J.R.
2: Sweezy is one of my favorites. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Which one ranks higher at guard, Greg? Yeah, that's like, come on. And then there's going to be a lot of, as we talked about last week, there's probably going to be about 20 guys that get cut that'll, that'll wind up being on this list that are still You need music
2: for this exercise, by the way.
4: Yeah, we do. We should work on that. Uh, by the way, the uh, I also like, because you guys are so coming out
5: Wednesday, by the way. Wednesday. Wednesday. First edition.
4: Because you guys are so thorough, you're completists, you're going to have like a second tier guard like at number seventy one. And that's when I get really excited. It's like, wow, these guys know a lot about football. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment. Oh, oh excuse me. Man, falling apart. <laughs> it brought the room to a halt. He's trying to hand out a compliment. And it, you know, the whole thing goes up in flames. Moving on. Um, oh, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh the Eagles have signed the safety to a new five a uh, year deal that includes a four-year extension. Rap sheet reports it is worth $35 million with $21 million in guarantees. Uh, a new, uh, the new deal is worth $40.5 Keeps him under contract through the 2020 season. He was poised to enter the final year of a three-year deal. Um, he's been in Philly the last two years. Started his career in New Orleans. A Pro Bowl selection, Chris in two fi- 2015. Is this the type of guy that you build the defense around? Sure, Dan.
6: Yes.
4: (laughs) He's a a nucleus
6: player, and Hallie Roseman has been signing nucleus players since he took his job back from Chip Kelly. Uh, They signed Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, uh, Vinny Curry, and I think Fletcher Cox will be the next one. But uh, Malcolm Jenkins, I think, has emerged as one of the best safeties in the NFL, and I thought last year you could make a strong argument that he and Walter Thurman were the best safety tandem in the NFL.
2: Yeah, he was good in his first year in Philly, but I thought he really was great last year. He led the team in tackles each of the last two years. And I mean, when you look at what Howie Roseman did with him, when you when you see the guys that were on the market and everybody was talking about when before they signed Malcolm Jenkins and we mentioned it before Jarris Byrd, that was the big.
5: Wait, Who is that?
4: Jairus Byard, Jairus Byard. <laughs> That's that guy.
5: By the way, that
2: I... worked out so well though for the Eagles, that usually never right. happens. Eagles
5: fans were upset at the time. Uh, I believe Jimmy Kemsky sent it out. Uh, Kemsky Kemsky. P- people were furious because Jairus Bird was the guy everyone wanted. Yeah, and uh, Jaerius Malcolm... <laughs> Byard. I you know it's coming. Byard and Jenkins. Jenkins was a guy who was okay. You know, he had some. Good years in New Orleans, some down years, and now he's kind of found his home. I, I thought he was one of the best, what three or four safeties in the NFL last year. I would maybe that's
4: fair. Um, I want to say also because we've used that drop dozens of times in the past two years. I'd say I uh, did a little research on YouTube that comes from a username Run for the Cube, and uh, while you know doing that research, came across some others that were fun. So let's just listen to a couple. <laughs> Sydney, what do we got? Joey Cuey Bill. Joey Cuey Bill. <laughs> All right, Colleen. We found that one last week when Joey Bill got released. Whoa. Well, I was going to quiz Colleen on it. Oh. Would you have known that? No. Oh, okay. Let's uh-uh. try another one. Let's quiz, let's quiz Colleen.
2: Okay. Lukey Cuey Chly. Lukey Cuey Lai. Oh, my God. I have no idea.
4: Really? One more time. One more time. Try to sound it out.
2: Lukey Cuey Chly. Lukey uh, no, I don't. Who is that?
4: The answer is Luke Keekley.
2: No! <laughs> There's no way I would have gotten that. Uh,
4: do we have one more city? Yeah, we got one more. Okay.
3: Bean, Robert Lice Beer Gear. Bean. <laughs> Robert <on>. Lice <laughs> You know that.
2: <laughs> no. Wow, you're so bad
4: at this. One more
3: time. <laughs> Bean, Robert Lice Beer Gear. Bean. Robert Lice Beer
4: Gear. Come on, you're a college graduate.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I, how? What? What the heck is he saying?
4: Greg? Bean, Robert (laughs) beer Oh, we got it. Bean,
2: Robert Oh, Ben Roethlisberger? Oh!
1: Yay! Yay. All right.
4: Wow. (laughs) Sydney gave you an extra reprieve there. It all worked (laughs) out in the end. Uh, So Malcolm Jenkins, New Deal, and Run for the Cube. Check it. He literally... This per I don't know who it is. He's a, a crazy person. He's obviously. a genius. There's thousands of these, and it spans not just the NFL but all across the Hockey. pop culture spectrum. It's right, it's, and it, it
5: goes. It's deep on the roster. That's what I liked. Is we saw Isaac Redman and Jeff Backus. <laughs> I mean, he does all yeah. all 53 men for some reason.
4: Uh, finally, in the news, the the most important sports uh, franchise in uh, the United States and the world, the New York Yankees. Uh, spring training is here, Greg. What, why are you making that face? Well, that little preface that you oh. said just was like oral vomit. Aural? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, okay, The New York Yankees' uh, spring trainings here, pitchers and catchers have reported. I wish Mark was here for this because he hates baseball so much. But um, the Yankees are, are playing a video for their players, uh, basically a training video, a tutorial video, uh, trying to indoctrination, video. indoctrination video, you know, when you play in New York under that bright spotlight, like Philadelphia, Colleen. Oh
2: yeah.
4: Tabloids are always nipping at your heels, trying to turn little things into huge things. So the Yankees are teaching their players that the NFL quarterback you want to be is Russell Wilson, not Cam Newton. So they, they've been playing clips really? of how Cam Newton Reacted after, of course, Super Bowl 50, and then uh, contrasted that with how Russell Wilson comported himself after uh, his interception that clinched Super Bowl 49 for the Patriots. So, Andrew Marchman at ESPN uh, brought this to light. I believe this is brilliant uh, oh my strategy by the Bronx Bombers, the type of thing that shows you why this organization has been the most successful in North America. Uh, ever, Wes, your thoughts.
2: This is an affront years. to
6: fans anywhere. <laughs> this is an affront to anyone who likes interesting human beings. God. They're t- teaching the- – they're brainwashing their players. Why
2: uh-huh. can't they just be themselves? How about right. that?
6: Everybody be like Russell Wilson, who's the most boring interview in <laughs> sports. Be
2: like somebody else. Great. Good job, everyone. It
4: is a very Yankees thing. I, I, I mean,
2: I'm a Yankees it. fan,
4: obviously, but it, that is the most Yankees thing ever, to be like, be like Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. Well,
2: Dan, here's the question. Why are they preparing their players – to lose.
5: Like. Exactly. That's Ooh. what I was thinking. I was they're thinking, saying hey, here's hey, how you
2: need to like act when you lose as if that's gonna happen a hey, lot. Hey here's what you need okay, to do fair. at the
5: biggest moment of your career. Make the worst possible play you could make and have it in your mind for the rest of your life. That's what being like Russell Wilson is.
6: <laughs> Can I read a quote from the greatest showman in baseball history, Bill Vec. Go ahead. Nineteen sixty six this came out. Wow. Prefaces the whole Robotic era with Peyton Manning never saying anything interesting in an Mm -hmm. interview and Russell Wilson doing it. What we have are good gray ballplayers playing a good gray game and reading the good gray Wall Street Journal. They have been brainwashed, dry cleaned, and dehydrated. They have been homogenized, orientated, and indoctrinated. Their mouths have been washed out. Their appetite's stunted. Their personalities bleached. They say all the right things at all the right times, which means that they say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson
1: <laughs>
4: yeah that's Russell Wilson that's fair very fair Wes and, and the, again Sid MVP Wow. Uh, a reminder that uh, the Dean Scream is back in 2016 <laughs> uh, and it a is. lot of a lot of pop on Twitter immediately after Thursday's podcast <laughs> people getting on board somebody even sent me a graphic a Google trend alert and Dean Scream shooting upward like multiple percentage way. points in society
5: Dan has talked about this many times <laughs> since the podcast. Just talking about all the Twitter buzz on it, just like it's
4: it's a like it's a revolution. I know, like, uh, duh, winning maybe,
3: duh, winning did not
4: take off the way I, I wanted it to. The slow rollout hurt me. Uh, Charlie uh, being rollout. infected with the virus that causes AIDS, obviously that was a did year later. Wow, it was almost a year later. Dude. But I'll be the first to, to admit that on Twitter, I didn't get a lot of pop. <laughs> when I when I made multiple, you know, pronouncements, this is different. The uh, Dean Scream is all over the place.
2: Have you done it in the newsroom yet?
4: Not yet. Uh, but that's a good point. I
5: okay.
2: will soon.
4: You know who is, you know, if, if he was more like
5: one of those two quarterbacks, to me he's more Cam Newton Dean Scream. Howard <laughs> Dean than Russell
4: Wilson. He's letting his freak flag fly. He's just himself. Uh by the way, Vegas a uh, little little close off the baseball talk here. Vegas has both the Yankees and Red Sox, 86 and a half wins. Want to get a little wager going? We had one last year. Well, we, can do, we can do that off the air. Yeah, Take you a sandwich,
5: we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you're right.
4: All right. That's what's happening in the news. Real quick, uh, Greg, I did. I do have The Life of Pablo now, the new uh, Kanye album. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am a big fan of it. I like this song.
5: That's
1: just the wave.
4: Waves.
5: I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Big fan of the album, and this is one of my favorite favorite songs. I almost want another verse from him on
6: this.
4: Mm. You Wes, know? you have it you hits hard. Have you now come around having heard that clip of waves?
6: <laughs> I would actually check out this album if there was any way to get it.
4: I can get it to you, buddy.
6: Oh,
2: okay. <whistles> I got. It. What does that mean? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not going to get in trouble here. Yeah, we well, you, we went through and you
5: were ranking the previous uh, Kanye albums and. And this one on first you know weekend of listening, you know it's right there. It's right there in the mix mm. with all the great ones.
4: Yeah, I got to give it more time, but um, it's definitely promising. Uh, all right, now moving on,, uh, the combine. We're leaving for it tomorrow, of course. Uh, so we are going to be, uh, you know, uh, by Wednesday, we will be in the middle of it, you know, sitting in that room. It's not a very big room. So it's like you're kind of especially where we're seated if we're in the seat in the same spot you turn around and all of a sudden there's you know less Sneed standing over you and you're in the middle of it all so it's kind of a cool scene I like it a lot uh having gone to it for the first time last year. Colleen while while we're while we're here can you share some of your notes? You okay. found some notes from so, last year's. So I, I found combine. some notes. Oh my um, God, look here. at those things. Scribbled like a mad woman.
2: Yeah, so a uh, couple of things here. Jim Tom Sula, um, he's really excited to work with the prolific running back that is Frank Gore. <laughs> that was from last this year. is
4: good because keep, the, keep all of this in mind, how much things can <laughs> exactly. change from February to j- September.
2: For Tom Telesco, Chargers GM, I have written down, who is the real Dontrell Inman? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I want to ask, who is Dontrell Inman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay Gruden, you guys remember this, when he talked about RG3 being the starter.
5: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's right.
2: Um, Dennis Hickey, Dolphins GM. He took, He took Wallace out to a steak dinner so they were Mike Wallace worked things out Mike uh, Wallace as wow. well
4: ended up in Minnesota of
2: and finally Lovey Smith believes Mike Glennon can be the quarterback going forward So right.
4: basically just
6: light these all on fire and scatter them
4: to the wind <laughs> that's great that you found that because it's we need to keep that in mind yep. this week when we're at Indianapolis at the combine and the weather by the way the coldest I've ever been in my life. And I grew up in New York, went to school in Boston. Nothing in my life, Greg, was like a the, the New England, like when it's really cold and the wind whips in. I always thought that was the coldest you could be. And then I went to Indianapolis late in February, and it was negative 15 with the wind chill uh, for the entire week. I'll never forget how cold that was. I thought I was going to die.
5: And it's supposed to be a little nicer this year.
4: Yeah, it's going to be in the 30s and 40s from what I understand. But um, all right, so – Let's do, let's do a little exercise here, keeping in mind what Colleen said.
2: Okay. Why
4: don't we go around the room and talk about maybe a storyline that we – do we want to try to like predict a storyline here or something uh, – yeah, some type of a prediction of what will be a storyline like Colleen just pulled out, whether it yeah, comes to fruition or not.
5: More. I don't want to give away, though, who I'm going to be – Drafting you know in, in the oh yeah, in the coach and general manager press conference do right? you want
4: to describe that?
5: Well, I know I think we did it more casually. last year was really formalized. I was not there. I was uh, coming off paternity leave. And oh right went, went right from right. here. and uh, basically we, we're going to hold the draft when we get there Tuesday night we'll all meet up and we will draft who gets to cover which press conference. Ooh. So every coach and general manager uh, that speaks is on the table. And uh, you make your choice. A and lot the, of
4: strategy. And the goal with that is you want to, if you're going to be sitting there and writing something up, you want to have a storyline. You want something juicy. So that's why. And Greg's saying he doesn't want to give it, away his
6: picks. Is it more about the storylines or is it more about the personality of the culture right. GM? Because I I feel like Bruce Arians yeah. has
5: to I think be the all consensus. of that goes into
2: play.
6: Arians has to be consensus number one
5: favorite, right? Well, I think Gettleman first overall. Gettelman is, great. Is a good mm-hmm. pick because I think there's a lot of news there with Chip the, Kelly, with the Panthers. Chip Kelly. Uh, could be interesting. You also could go another route. I could see, I could see a Mark Sessler having a different type of strategy. Maybe go it's the wild card. Go for uh, Malarkey and John Robinson as two of your picks of the Titans, and just try to stay away from doing any, you know, from writing <laughs> any work. Yeah, because they're not going to say anything. <laughs> eh, that's nothing. He's like, should we do it? Yeah, there's nothing. Post. I'll share
4: one fear I'm with kidding. you guys. I'll share one fear is that I like to, even though of course my number one, like as a, as a fan, is I want to talk to. You know both Mike McCagnin and Todd Bowles, but I'd like to maybe drop and try to s- steal it in the middle middle rounds. Can't trust with Connor Orr in the mix, mm-hmm. so I might have to over draft the Jets just to make sure I get him. It's all it's all strategy, and it's going to play out in uh. You know, oh yeah, I would definitely hours. take uh, McCagnin.
6: Well, Sesler's going for Hugh Jackson and... first and foremost. <laughs> oh months. yeah, yeah, he's I mean, gonna that's... have to bl- he's gonna have to blow his first pick on Hugh Jackson. Yeah, yeah
4: definitely. So let's um let's have some fun with this. <laughs> and Greg, why don't we start? Uh, with you, um, something you can kind of look into the crystal ball and see coming out of this week, because that's what combines about. Everybody talks about, um, you know, your old boss calls it the Underwear Olympics, brilliant. Uh, But, you know, everybody talks about those events down in the field at Lucas Oil Stadium, but the real fun is at the the, the podium.
5: That's right. Wednesday and Thursday will really be the days that we're cranking the most. I want to ask John Elway if he's confident DeMarcus Ware is going to be on the team next year. Because I oh, I think that I could, love that one. I think that could get an Whoa. interesting answer. I I think there's a chance Demarcus Ware is going to have to take a pay cut to stay from what we're from what we're reading. Jeff Legwald of uh, ESPN NFL Nation said that. And the last time the team said that to Demarcus Ware, he said see ya. That was in Dallas a couple of years ago. And I think he's a proud guy who's coming off a good season. That that could be very tricky. There is a lot going on. With the Broncos. And Elway is is good with the media. He'll drop some bombs. He's not afraid uh, to say what he thinks. Ryan Clady is a situation that's up in the air.
4: Peyton Manning, of course. And then they've got some big-time free agents, too. That's a high draft pick right there, John Elway. Because if yep. you're looking... And you Wes, you look personality based. I, I look at it as that is a fun thing, but also just the news end of it. A lot of stuff with the Broncos. But that would be I know football's a business, but it would be kinda of dirty pool to me if he has one of the most and Von Miller got an MVP, but Demarcus Ware was dominant in the in the Super Bowl and had another nice season. Why go going to the guy and say take less money to stay here? I hate that. I agree. That's why I didn't.
5: I sort of wish I had oh, put him on my surprise potential cuts list because I did not. I did not think they would consider that.
2: Yeah, because they already paid Derek Wolfe.
5: You would. You would think that. Th- you know, they're looking for money. I mean, Brock Osweiler's out there. I mean, I'm looking to see how. How does Elway answer these Brock Osweiler questions? Do we start hearing reports during that week that they've started contract negotiations? Because this whole out of respect for Peyton Manning thing's nice and all, but they got to cut him by March 8th and they got to have a new deal worked out. With Brock Osweiler by March eighth, or they're
6: gonna have to. I don't know what they're gonna do. They gotta
4: risk awesome. him leaving. Chris Wessling, what are you looking at?
6: I think this week in particular, we've we've been through a month and a half of word around the campfire, and you know, just basically scuttlebutt. This is a chance to hear, like Chip Kelly, is he going to tell us what his plans are for Colin Kaepernick? Is he going to tell us is Cop- Colin Kaepernick in the plans? Or is it Blaine Gabbert? I, I don't think we've gotten any answers out of him. It's just been people, kind of reports floating around. Does he or does he not like Kaepernick? And, and depending on how vague he is answering those questions,
5: I mean, one follow-up, you know, I would have, would be like, well, what if, you know, what if Colin Kaepernick doesn't want to play for the 49ers? Because I think that's that's a question that's up in the air. Right now, from from what we're reading from your boy Manish, and just if Colin Kaepernick's side, and I think money is a big part in this, are they re- are they ready to pay him fourteen, fifteen million dollars a year? I don't know.
2: Yeah, and Chip doesn't care clearly, based on what happened in Philly. I mean, he he'll let players go, he'll he'll trade them away. There's really no allegiance to anything or anyone with him.
4: Uh, Wolf, have you got something?
2: Yeah. How about um, well, first. I want to know if the Panthers are going to tag Josh Norman, and also I'm sure we'll finally get to talk to um, the Bears about whether or not they'll tag Alshon Jeffrey. Um, but also I want to know what Tennessee is going to do with that first pick, if they're going to shop it around, if they're going to uh, – I know obviously we're going to be talking about that a lot, but if they're going to do – uh, Jeremy Tunsell, if they're going to go with somebody to help protect Mariota or if they're going to go with somebody like Miles Jack, a linebacker. I don't know. But I, I think that's always interesting. I mean, once again, Tennessee is at the top of our list in combine draft. <laughs> Isn't he a Laramie Laramie Laramie? Laramie yes,
4: I the Titans are the number one pick. Yeah, it's a little bit boring. And if they take a, a tackle, that makes a lot of sense. But of course. Uh, the Titans. What is it? Exotic, exotic Smash Mouth.
2: Oh my God! Yeah. That yeah, no. what
4: we're looking to run this year. Um, I guess you do need some stud linemen to be exotic while you smash mouth. I don't. I,
6: I don't. I don't quite understand this Laramie tensel buzz to the Titans. Didn't they? They spent a second round pick on a tackle last year and a first round pick on a tackle the year before. Right. That, I don't get that either.
5: But but this combo Malarkey Robinson, we're gonna have to see if it gets people. Um, Pining for the days of Ken Wisen, Hunt, Rustin Webster back to back because that was a half hour that always put it was like okay g- cool we can start working on our o- other stuff those two back to back there was the old Munchak
6: and who was the Titans <laughs> GM back then I, don't know. <laughs> I, don't Wait, know. I just like that guy with the great white Colonel mustache yeah oh. oh I love that
1: guy I know he Steve make-
4: Underwood he's the team president right yeah now. you make a good point there Greg like who would be who's the number one Guys, let's work up our copy team right now where you can completely check out on the press conference because there's no chance that anything interesting happens. Well, the Titans now, I guess, aren't that team,
5: though. Yeah, you got to be the a little plugged, in, be plugged in.
4: I'll throw one out there. How about this? The San Diego Chargers. Oh, that's a sneaky one. Yeah. Let's do some work, guys. Let's get back to our little uh, laptops and crank. Oh,
2: no, gonna, there's going to be questions still about them moving and things like that, I think, too.
4: You want to handle that? No. First around the nope. NFL post? Nope. <laughs> um, you know, I'm looking forward to, as I really got a kick out of it last year, Les Need comes up. And, you know, let's be honest. He comes up. His hair is awesome. He's a handsome guy. He's better dressed than any of the other GMs. And spin doctor goes to work. And then Jeff Fisher comes up. And Fisher, everybody loves Jeff. And he's got a plan. He's got the goatee. And by the time they both step off the podium, Everybody's running back to the laptops to start typing about how the Rams have something cooking. They got a plan in place. You know, those big cuts, you know, long Larnitis, and Cook, nice moves. Watch out for the Rams this year. They're going to start sucking people in, and it starts at the Combine, baby.
5: (laughs) (laughs) We're seeing a window into Dan's soul. He feels he knows he's powerless. Once he's in the room with Les Snead's hair, and he's almost putting this out there ahead of time. To be mm. like, Save me, guys. <laughs> like Save that. me. It's not logical, but I can't help the feelings
4: I have. That's a hair respects hair. And
2: <laughs> hair respects hair. <laughs> Snead
4: is a comet, absolute comet. But we also know these guys have been <laughs> pulling this act for years upon years now. Uh, and, and It never gets old, apparently. But what they will do, and you'll enjoy it when you're there, they will speak confidently. And they will appear to have a plan, Whether
2: but you they don't think there do is a plan. a plan.
6: Pay no
4: attention to that man behind the curtain, there or the fact plan. that they have no quarterback. Uh, anything else? Anybody else have anything they want to throw out there before we move on? Their plan is nineteen eighties football. That's
6: right. oh yeah, <laughs> exotic oh, marshmallow.
4: I want to. I got a little juiced up. Rich Samini, uh, who's the ESPN um, Jets beat writer and a guy I respect a lot, um, connected. Matt Forte to the Jets. And I know a lot of people are connecting the Patriots to Forte. Uh, but I think I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be interested in that guy. I want to see if uh, there's a team that makes some type of Forte commentary. Can they yet? Is he officially? They're not allowed game? to.
5: They're not allowed to. A lot of so maybe people, that will affect A lot actually, of people unfortunately. get, get into trouble tactic, mm-hmm. at these things. But it's happened. You can dig though. There's been some legal tampering. I mean, this is if you're uh, if you're a big fan of NFL media insiders, this is a good week to keep. Who isn't? This is a big week, good week to keep score because there's usually some bombs being dropped about what's going to happen. Sue's going to sign with the Dolphins, or or Jim Harbaugh. This is when the Jim Harbaugh almost got traded to the Browns story comes out. You know, sometimes there's agents that get kicked out of the combine. There's always some crazy. Combine stuff when you get the entire NFL together drinking basically in the same city. See I think
2: Larry Fitz's deal got done too during the combine yep. last year.
6: See, Draft Knicks think this is all about the college prospects, but the Combine is there for all this backroom dealing and all the agents and all the clients and all the teams to get together. That's why the and combine And the NFL knicks.
5: quietly this year excised True. a week from the off season calendar. That week had really only been there about the last three or four years. So it's it's going back to what it was. So there's one week less between the combine and free agency. Free agency is right around the corner. The deals are going to start. That means the deals are going to start happening a little. more.
2: Dan, I feel like that's room for a tagline, a possible tagline back to where it was something for the NFL.
4: I like to somehow work excised.
5: Into
2: yeah, the yeah, NFL. yeah. Look so at the
4: big brain. On Greg. <laughs> well, your your
5: tagline was already. It's such a home run that it's. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it it's gotten moved again? up. It's gotten moved up the, the ladder a little bit. People are starting to really plug in at the league office. Maybe this hands this guy. Maybe we got to get him here among the suits working on some advertising. That, did you marketing. hear it,
4: Colleen, by any chance?
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah.
6: Do you remember it?
2: No. I was trying to remember.
6: She just picked up on the buzz
4: <laughs> in the air. Uh, I'm trying to remember it myself. <laughs> that is. Uh, it's a little bit of an indictment.
5: I I think I remember it. But oh yeah, well, you want to get it I, exactly it's not right. Not the same. It's not the same unless it's coming.
4: From Somebody me. had sent like a beautiful graphic in my mentions. I don't know. I think it was something along the lines of. uh, Wait, I'm gonna find it, Colleen. You might (laughs) have to tighten this up officially.
2: Right. So um, it was. It it was beautifully executed. I remember when you you did say it. Did you just call
5: Sydney, Colleen?
4: Oh, did I do that again? Sydney, we might have to. I just started talking. That's why.
2: They're all the same. same. Wow. So I have the pink sweatshirt. Oh, here we today. go. It's the blonde hair and the five foot. Found woman. it. <laughs> That's it yeah, exactly.
4: Okay, and yeah, we can tighten that up. Um, all right, or not? It's your call. It's your show, Sydney. All right, the NFL. Call the fight. It's the best sport, obviously. <laughs>
2: oh my god! How could I forget that? Uh,
4: yeah. Although I did, I was partial. It was the the language was bad, but uh, the NFL. I'm like a pig pigskin. And- I thought that was good. <laughs>
2: That's not bad.
4: All right. Sydney, I'm sorry again. She marks it down.
5: It's,
2: I've got like three already.
5: It's really the it's really the line it's really the obviously that puts you apart. That was the line that mm. got that got the league's office's attention. That it's you know how Con- Kanye always throws in that extra little line at the end. You yeah. know what I mean? That extra little twist that you're like Oh, he did it again. He did it
4: again. He did it
5: again. That Kanye. Something you're not expecting. That's what sets him apart. That's you and
6: obviously.
4: Wes is going to be so angry when I get like a $1 million bonus check from Rog. (laughs) And and Wes is just, you know.
6: Save it for the Kanye podcast. Oh, wait. This is the Kanye podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired.
4: (laughs) All right. Hey, Colleen. uh, I did it again. Hey, Lindsay. Wow. (laughs) What
5: is happening (laughs) to my brain?
2: (laughs) You have to leave. I'm leaving. (laughs) Sydney. Yes, Hi. this is a mess. <laughs> yes, Mark, what's going on?
4: <laughs> Very well done. Uh, can we get Connor Orr on the phone? We sure can, because it is announcement time.
2: Yeah, Connor's been patiently waiting. Oh, good. You there, Connor?
3: Hey, what's going on?
4: There he is, Connor Orr. Welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast. What's going
3: on, men and women? <laughs>
2: Hi. <laughs> so this so is speaking of well. catchphrases, um,
4: <laughs> so. Uh, by, by the way, Sydney, do you have the, what is it, timpani? Timpani? Timpani. Okay. So just have that ready. I'll let you know when to signal it. But a couple things with Connor. And first thing we want to get to, Connor, is last year we hung out uh, as a group, of course, at Indianapolis for the Combine. And um, uh, it was a great time. And you really revealed yourself to be like an indie insider, uh, right. which I was really impressed by. Can you just take us through? You're very excited about St. Elmo the Steakhouse. Uh, but tell us a little bit about this, this underground, underground cigar hut that has really become what you're famous for when it comes to Indianapolis.
3: Well, I've always said that Indianapolis is a lot like, uh, the game Pokemon, where if you don't know about the secret tunnels, uh, and kind of the underworld, then it's worthless. And, uh, luckily I was blessed to have, uh, gotten all this knowledge. And so, yeah, the, uh, the deep, uh, you know, the Deep Cigar Hut, Nikki Blaine's on Meridian, I believe, is like just the first place I got to go. It screams Indianapolis to me, and it is like the underbelly of the combine. Fantastic place for a drink and a cigar. And maybe some
4: backdoor dealings get done there. We, You know, there's a lot of people at these places. Colleen, would you have any interest? I know, Wes, you have asthma. You're not going to smoke cigars. Uh, uh, but Colleen, do you want to join us in this place? Or-
2: I do have asthma, and I would smoke a cigar.
1: <laughs> so. Whoa, yes. Wes, shout out to the
2: common man. It's, right there. it's not healthy Your at thoughts? all. He's I, the smarter one of the two of us.
6: <laughs> I've I've smoked cigars in the past, and I've always regretted it. Um. By right. the way, that was the first time d- he slipped a Pokemon
4: reference past us. Not only that, but he expected us to get it. <laughs>
3: yeah, I didn't I knew what you were getting at. I didn't quite get the ref. Um, for my ref. niche audience out there. I kind yeah. of have a separate community that only listens for me, so that was kind <laughs> of yeah. that was a little nod <laughs> to that crew.
4: And then of course, we're also going to go, yes, of course. We're all excited. You've said it before, your favorite time of year is when you get the email from me about our res- reservation at St. Elmo, but you also have another secret place that you speak highly of.
3: Well, there's, you know, I mean, just where do you want to go? I mean, if we're talking about pizza, uh, you know, there's Napoli's, which is like just incredible fire grilled everything, vegetables, uh, pizza, cheese. Everything's grilled in open flame (laughs) right in front of you, and uh, it's it's just like the best experience. You sound like you're getting
2: more excited about it as you talk about it as well, which is making me excited Let me get this straight.
3: This This pizza place has pizza
4: and cheese? (laughs) 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 Wow
3: What a place We can leave you off the reservation
4: It's like I don't know If he's going to be making millennial references I can make generation Y references Remember that movie PCU Where a young Jeremy uh, Jeremy Piven The only way to really survive at the school Was to be connected to the pit That's what what Connor is He's the guy you got to know Connor to know Indianapolis I thought he uh, was like red from Shawshank you could
3: go there, oh, too. Wow. Probably a better ref. I like um, that
5: Pokemon is seen as a millennial reference.
3: I don't know. Maybe Who knows? What would it be? I'm big in Japan. Like so. an eight-year-old <laughs> kid reference. Um,
4: and now um, – Live from Bodacon. And now it's announcement time. So there you go. That sets the table for Indianapolis with Connor. He's going to be our leader um, in that fine city. Uh, it's announcement time right now. All right. Now we know that Bill Simmons – unveiled his new website, The Ringer. But now Connor Orr has a big announcement to make about his off-season plans.
3: Connor, let him know. It's uh, We're going to watch all 100 of the greatest movies of all time in an effort to culture myself. That's right. Connor is going to go the
4: AFI Top 100. He's going to watch every movie, and the name of the segment will be Horrible Movies. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so this is a segment on the podcast.
4: Well, we're gonna have a, you know periodically, you know, or are you kidding me? Will be, still be in the mix, but occasionally he will check in on the top 100. He'll watch a movie. I don't know if Connor, if you plan to watch them in order, or if you wanna, if you want us to pick one for you to start with, uh, and then we will get I- your review, your horrible review.
3: Well, if you uh, – uh, I have Citizen Kane uh, actually being delivered to my house next week. Um, I don't know what it's about, uh, but it sounds maybe good. And so, uh, then if you guys want to pick the second one, that, that would be great.
5: This list is 10 years old, though. We need- no, here's the updated
4: list. you got to oh, okay, be plugged in updated. on the updated list. There's a link at the top, I think. But, oh, no, that's it.
2: I've seen maybe like five of these movies.
6: <sighs> I think this is a great endeavor for
4: Connor. And maybe I mean, especially after – after the Pokemon movie.
2: Maybe ride. I will. Although I, this, you know
4: what, I wanted to add a, a movie theme. So this is um, Titanic. I don't know if you, that's on your list. Have you watched that one
3: yet? Uh, I've seen one part of Titanic, and I, and I think like anyone growing up that's my age knows exactly <laughs> what part I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, God.
4: I know what you're saying, which is even grosser. But I will say that um, that will be on the list at some point. Greg, do you want to put like pick one out that he has to watch?
5: Yeah, I think number ninety-eight, Yankee
6: Doodle Dandy, from
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: really looks. I want to hear your thoughts on that. How about you, Wes? Well, my favorite movie of all time is Casablanca, so I would suggest watching that. All right, number three Ooh, on the list,
2: Pulp Fiction. You gotta watch oh, that. Oh
3: yeah.
6: Wait, Connor hasn't. now you've not watched Pulp Fiction,
3: Connor. I've seen uh, Pulp Fiction. It is not in my top five of all time, but it is certainly a movie that I've watched and enjoyed.
4: I will uh, task you with watching the 1953 classic, ranked number 45 on this list, Shane. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I want to make sure you so watch Western. it. Uh, is it? And have you
2: never read progress.
4: Shane? No, I have no knowledge of
6: Shane. What's
2: Tootsie? Really? Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to have to watch that. Dustin
6: Hoffman dresses up like a woman. Yeah. Really? That's all I know about it.
2: All right, I'll I'll check it out.
6: All right, so I think, I mean, this is... There's literally
5: no movies since 2000 except for Fellowship of the Ring. From
4: 2001.
6: What kind of list is that? It was to watch Monster They
5: they haven't updated.
4: Do we want to put them on? Should we shift them over to IMDb? No, I mean, this is a good start. It's history, it's
6: culture. You don't need the last 15. Why don't we come up with a list and give it to Connor of our top 100?
3: Whoa. Well, I think he wants to connect with the culture. Well, it depends what you want to get out of it, Connor. Well, you know, after re-listening to a lot of my Are You Kidding Me? segments, I kind of realized how slovenly and detached (laughs) I was from sort of the elegant portion of society. And so Ah. that's really what I'm aiming for here. That's what you got out of that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Connor. Well, this is a great, I mean, it's an ambitious plan, and it's one that we will obviously be tracking maybe start with one of those films that we just brought up perhaps all of them and uh we'll have you back on uh for the first edition of horrible movies
3: it'll be so good you can
4: smell the popcorn on me <laughs> that's a great way to close out there he is connor or were you kidding me what a uh, ambitious plan greg you seem almost stunned by it i yeah i'm stunned would be the word <laughs> i haven't seen a lot of these movies either um
2: I like the IMDb one.
4: It. Yeah, it's uh, a little more fun.
2: Yeah, I might do the IMDb one.
4: I mean, the IMDb one gets a little messy because you know, for instance, Dark Knight was a great movie, uh, but it's like ranked as the number four movie in the history. Oh, stop! Cinema.
2: No way. So
4: it gets it gets a little wacky. It's a little populist that list, but so there you go. Connor is going to start watching movies, horrible movies. Uh, give us our reviews. He will be our guide, and that's it uh, for the show. Uh, Greg, are you at all nervous? Um, You know, you're almost like a sheep herder in a way when it comes to the around the NFL team. And now you got all six of us in the same place. You're responsible ultimately as our boss.
5: Uh, Yes, I enjoyed that aspect of being in L.A. last year for it. Like I didn't I I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know what was going on late at night in Indianapolis. And now. (laughs) Now I'm going to be stuck knowing. What possibly could you <laughs> think that we were doing late at night <laughs> in Indianapolis of all places?
4: I think they put it in Indianapolis so all these kids can't get in trouble because there's nothing to do. Hey, people find trouble. I've seen some people in trouble in
5: Indianapolis. <laughs> really? I've seen someone getting arrested. Is this the
4: Whoa. wasn't me. People in trouble in Indianapolis podcast? No one. No one, no one, yeah, no one
2: I would no, listen to that. No
4: one here. <laughs> in trouble in Indy podcast? <laughs> Catchy. Yeah. Hosted by Greg Rosenthal. All right. That's it. yet
6: go. another Rosenthal joint. Uh,
4: we'll be back on Thursday. That's our next show from Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, we will uh, bring you all the hot takes that we have uh, from those press conferences that we've been talking about. And, of course, anything that comes out of the combine itself. Who knows, Greg? Maybe somebody breaks the Chris Johnson 40-yard dash record. Hubba hubba. That's all I got when it comes to the combine, <laughs> uh, but yes, it will be a lot of fun to do a show again remotely this time from Indianapolis. So make sure you check it out. That's it. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Connie Fox.
2: You got my name right. Good.
4: <laughs> I know. The mailman, the boss, and La Cid behind the glass till <laughs> Thursday.
1: we iHeart.